Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Here we go, folks. Welcome back to Police Pod Talk. Glad to have you back again. Today again, I've got uh, Jeremy with me. Hey, Jeremy. Hello. All right. And I've got Adrian filling in for Abby, who is on vacation. So, hey there, Adrian. Hello. All right. Adrian's going to also take care of our What Were You Thinking Man or our shout out to police officers who have done a good job. So, she'll take care of that segment today. A couple of emails came in. We figured we'd go ahead and tackle them. And uh, the first one here, they wanted us to talk about this new policy that's come out with uh, Phoenix, Arizona Police Department to record when the officers point their guns. I guess they have a problem uh, with uh, uh, the shootings there in Phoenix, but the article goes on to say that the police department says a new policy was recommended by the National Police Foundation, which follows uh, the Phoenix has more police shootings last year than any other U.S. police department. The Phoenix Police Department will train officers to track when they point their guns at people as the agency is working to increase trust and transparency after a record number of shootings last year and the nation's outrage over cell phone video showing officers cursing and aiming guns at black families. Wow, I'm just telling you what the article says as you, as you smile. So I guess the, um, the police department said Friday that the new policy was recommended by the National Police Foundation which found Phoenix had 44 officer-involved shootings last year, more than any other U.S. department. Of those, 23 were fatal. So I guess now they need to track them every time they pull their gun. And they don't have to be involved in the shooting. I guess they got some new system that they're going to try to help. I don't know. Uh, So it automatically tracks them or they have... Because I thought you said they're training them to keep track of the number. So the, who keeps track of it? Some system or the officer? The himself? officer themselves has to, I guess, put a tally mark on something whenever they pull their gun out. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my question would be, not so much why are you tracking how many times they pull their gun, but why do they feel they need to pull the gun? Well, that's a good point. It, it doesn't say why. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost assuming. That anytime an officer pulls their gun out, they feel their life or someone else's life is being threatened, and deadly force was probably going to follow soon. Is this the same state that had the officers pulling the guns on the parents of the child who took the gun, the the Barbie doll out of the dollar store? <laughs> As a matter of fact, this is the same department that uh, there was a couple with their four-year-old daughter that took a doll from the store without their knowledge, and uh, I guess the police. Uh, felt oh, no, the story reported as being stolen they were stopped and it turned out that uh, I guess they the store did not file any charges they pulled their guns on the family got them out it was on the news uh, Jeremy you're rolling your eyes like you're not I'm sure. not rolling my eyes I'm just I haven't, haven't heard this story so yeah. this is the first time I'm hearing it uh, and it was all on video uh, yes. they're pointing the guns at the family inside the car yelling at them and it was all over a uh, a ten dollar, not even a ten dollar dial, but a, a Barbie dial, a, a baby dial. Well, did they? Why did they pull their guns though? Did they say why they? Felt no, no. So they just pulled them. 
They, yeah, I guess it, that must be. Here's the thing: it must be a problem because if now they got to come up with a way of tracking them and come up with a new policy to track that, there must be a problem. Well, I guess it goes back to what is the perceived threat: a child who stole a, a five less than five dollar Dow, and regardless, no one was injured. Um, no, the store didn't. Did the store report that the family attacked them or anything in, of that nature? Hmm. What would be so extreme that you would need to pull your gun out when you're addressing this situation? Well, that's a good well, question. That is a good question. If nothing else had happened, I can't see any need at, for any kind of weapon to be involved in that situation. If nothing else had happened between in the, in the situation. Yeah, I saw that one on the news. Um, I saw that one unfolding. I saw the video, and I don't know why they were doing it the way they were doing it. I wasn't there, but I saw what I saw. That was different. That's all I can say. Well, and it, it seems to not be because you said uh, there was cell phone video footage of what well, sounds like more than one officer pulling their gun out and cussing it for various reasons. So right. it does seem there seem to be an issue there at least. And and there um, were small children. Right. And at one point, the officer even had the father handcuffed on the side of a police vehicle, and then he used his foot to swipe under his the, mm -hmm. the father's feet and right. to throw him to the ground when he already had the handcuffs on mm -hmm. him. Right. So it was it was an extreme situation. Well, um, what the call came in from dispatch to the officers or from the, from the store to dispatch relayed to the officers, we're not sure what was said to make them do what they did. But I guess they're trying to either track this and figure out why they're doing it and uh, see if maybe there's a problem that they can address as to, like you said, why? What, what makes them get to that point where they have to pull a gun? I know the times I did. I know why I did but I never had to track it. Well, yeah, uh, they should with those tally marks that they keep track of. I pull my gun, you know, this many times in a month. They should be able to explain each and every time why I pulled that gun and why I felt I needed to. And why it was pointed at someone. Well, yeah. Yes. Why was it involved in the situation at all? Well, they, they do have a use of force form, and that's considered use of force that they have to say why they did it. I know in uh, some cities... But this is the first time I it just all this is they're tracking it. Um, I don't know. Um, I have no clue. Depending on how you feel, the threat level you feel, to have your gun out at the low ready, not pointing at anyone, but just having it out ready uh, is a different thing. But actually pointing it tells me you're getting ready to use it or you feel you need to use it. Yes. No. Well, I guess there's a... You know, I'm not, I'm not a police officer, never been one, but I, I would just, you know, being a, a regular citizen would think that there would be a difference in the threat level if the call was an armed robbery or bank, uh, armed bank robbery, but mm -hmm. not a Dollar Tree or a dollar store robbery. Right. And, and why is the perceived threat so much more based off of who you're dealing with? Again, we don't know what the call was that went in. Um, it, all it would take, all it would take, is the manager or someone to say, "I think they had a gun." That's all it would take, and then yeah, they're going to react that way. So we don't know what the call was to dispatch. Well, going back to the need for training, or not necessarily, they're not training. They're going, they're just going to 
keep track of how many times they pull their gun. So maybe that is what they need to address is possible training or retraining on when it is appropriate to pull your gun. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking there, Jeremy? Well, I agree. And obviously, again, coming back to said before, there's obviously an issue there or this wouldn't have been suggested specifically for that area. So there's something that needs to be addressed, and at least, at least they're trying, and it's a start somewhere, um, of trying to keep track of things and see what the issue is and how to address the issue. Yeah, because it says that the a separate database that tracks fatal shootings by police show that Phoenix officers also killed more people than any other agency in 2018. So if they're pulling their gun more times than any other agency then the likelihood of them shooting someone mm-hmm. would be higher well, <laughs> yeah there yeah. you go so then again it goes back to your question why why are you pulling the gun and not every time they pull the gun they get involved in a shooting but they are shooting more people mm-hmm. so and even <laughs> even though the people who did not get shot but having a gun pulled on you would be a traumatic experience and so they're trying to rebuild trust. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to uh, really know if monitoring how many times they pull a gun out is going to make people feel more trustful. It just makes them feel more likely that they, a gun can be pulled out on them if they're in that Phoenix area. <laughs> well, yeah. If, I, if, if, I do believe this. If an officer is involved in a shooting... Okay, I mean, let, let's just say we're, we're officers on the same police department and Jeremy's involved in a shooting and it happened like over the weekend. And we're all working the same area and he made a traffic stop. I can guarantee you, Adrian, if you and I made a traffic stop the next day, our senses would be a little more heightened because Jeremy was involved in a traffic stop with a shooting. You make a stop, that's gonna be in your mind that, hey, this may be my day to be involved in a shooting. So you'll be a little more on edge waiting for that possibility to happen so i think one shooting raises everyone's awareness and their their fear that they may be next so they're ready to pull a weapon pull their weapon a little bit sooner than normal so if you're having that many shootings officers involved in shootings everyone's on edge anyway so people are going to be probably pulling their gun for the sake of pulling it and And that makes sense or not hence the public pulling out their phones recording it because of the likelihood of witnessing a police officer pull a gun on someone so 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 you're going to have fear on both sides Mm -hmm. well yeah it's fear on both sides and if you're pulling something out your pocket when the police are telling you not to and you want to be recording it uh, that's kind of scary that's a scary time well a lot of times it's uh, it's a, a a bystander that starts recording hmm well, again, Phoenix is trying to fix it. <laughs> well, and that, yeah, kind of it goes back to probably more an additional training uh, because heightened fear on both sides for the officers, like you said. One shooting leads officers to be more aware, which could lead to more shootings. And obviously, there's a lot going on there. So it kind of goes back to additional training and more training to how to respond, you know, after there is a shooting, how to go out again as an officer, mm-hmm. um, and interact with the public and do right. what you need to do after a shooting took place. So there is another one. Right. So they, they really don't want to be the next one. Well, like, 
hope they don't want to be the next yeah one. yeah so again yeah they're on edge they're on edge yeah. so the training for this new policy to track the officers uh, pointing their guns begins uh monday and the policy takes effect on uh august 19th so i mean they're they're ready to get this thing out there rolling and i can't i don't know i guess i can't picture it uh <laughs> well does it say what they're doing with i mean are they keeping track and say okay after a month you pulled your gun out 20 times then we're gonna go through each one and talk about it does it say anything of what they're gonna do with that data data at all no it doesn't go that far in there but they're also going into getting body cameras they're going to get a whole bunch of body cameras uh they're going to roll those out, and they say they're speeding up that process also to improve the uh, community, uh, improvement with the community and trust and all that. So body cameras will be another thing. So if they don't even mark it down, the body camera will probably show that they pulled it if they turn the body camera on. And if it worked correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that – didn't we talk about we something We talked like about that? body cameras before, yeah. And we talked about – um, when they turn them on or if it's how it could be automatically turned mm -hmm. on and, and if it turns on automatically if a gun came out and how some kind of technology to do all of that right. so that there weren't, um, obviously if there are technical issues, but the officer I think in the last situation forgot to turn it on or didn't turn it on. Somehow it wasn't turned on, right. but try to come up with a way to where officers didn't even have to do that themselves to where it automatically came on right maybe that's what they should do i heard there was a mechanism that once the gun is released from the holster that the body cam camera sh would automatically come on well somebody needs to share that with phoenix and that way they're not making tally marks yeah <laughs> well see yeah because they wouldn't have to rely on the officer tallying yeah <laughs> telling the truth i guess yeah um it could automatically be not that i'm saying all officers you're giving me the look <laughs> not that i'm saying all officers wouldn't tell the truth but you do have those. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I guess to end my thing here, um, the couple that and the family that the, the daughter took the dial out of the store, I guess they, that couple has filed a $10 million lawsuit against the city alleging a civil rights violation. I haven't heard any more on this Was or that, seen any more. You might have said that. Was that one... Did somebody record that one, film that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, there are several yeah, people okay. filmed that one. multiple videos. <laughs> Different okay. angles. And they were all disturbing. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't help. And I think, again, they're trying to clean up their image, and they're trying to, like I said, be a little more transparent to the uh, community on what they're doing. But then back to what you're saying, hey, you just got to be trained. Uh, there's some uh, training problem here. If, uh, training problem and probably like a personality problem, you know, with some, you know, officers that – just may feel that you know that no no we don't know you got to say what you got to say come on you saying something you know maybe they need to be more mindful of the officers that are pulling their guns mm -hmm. more often than others there's some officers that are are able to um handle a situation and talk people down and then there's some that are, act more aggressively and their aggressive tone may tend to push or escalate the situation. Right. And so maybe that's something they should monitor as well. Right, yeah, and I think, kind of going back to my question, if they were doing anything more with that data, again, if they pull it out 30 times in a month, they're pulling your gun out every day, go back through and look, okay, I mean, see why you're doing that. What is the reason why? And mm -hmm. maybe it comes back to your attitude as the officer or something you did. Maybe it doesn't come back to the officer, maybe. In a month, they were involved in that many situations where they needed to, but they need to do. Obviously, I'm assuming that they will do something with that data to see right. why 
the gun had been drawn that many times. And that could probably eliminate a, a, a future problem. They could see mm-hmm. something before it yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, Predictable is preventable. That's right. There you That's go. I, I heard that. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. I think we beat that one up enough. And uh, since Abby's not here and Adrian has volunteered to sit in, Adrian's going to take care of our, uh, I, I think you're giving an attaboy out to the police department. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Well, come on, talk to us. Okay, well, I'll just read the article. (laughs) Okay. It says, police are praising an 11-year-old boy for his marketing skills after they were called to check on the child when he was spotted with a roadside roadside sign reading Ice Cold Beer in bold letters. On Tuesday, the Brigham City Police Department in Utah shared their findings on social media after receiving numerous calls from concerned neighbors regarding the child's lemonade stand. Upon investigation, police announced that the boy wasn't selling liquor at all, but rather root beer. This young man had a twist to a lemonade stand, and it, his, he had a sign that said, if you read it closely, the sign read, Root, written in tiny letters above beer. <laughs> And it, it was a strategy that was reportedly been successful. Mm-hmm. So I guess when people drove by, they saw ice cold beer, but root was spelled in little small letters. Good idea. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. And so it, apparently it paid off because business was good for him. Um, in the photos on the police department's Facebook page, the 11-year-old can be seen posing with his sign as well as coolers filled with root beer. <laughs> I thought you going to say beer. <laughs> which he was selling for a dollar. Okay. And so the young entrepreneur posed with five officers who, according mm-hmm. to the Brigham City Police Department, were not responding officers but rather paying customers. There you go. There you go. Support support the team. Yes. The police <laughs> took the time to encourage others to stop by the stand. <laughs> saying he will be operating again <laughs> from noon to four, and he's a brilliant young entrepreneur. <laughs> there you hey, go. Good idea. Yeah, another comment said that he had innovative thinking and to keep it up. Mm-hmm. And said, and then someone else joked that you should always read the fine print. You will find, you'll get it every time, yeah. so. They probably walked up looking for beer and realized it was root beer, but didn't want to say no to the kids, so they bought some anyway. Oh, wait, you mean the police thought no, it was no, beer? No, oh, customers. Oh, That's okay. why the business was good. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, <laughs> well, I, 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 the entire thing there, my thought is, I cannot imagine what the phone calls were going to dispatch to complain. I mean, I wonder what it sounded like. Yeah, we've got a kid selling beer on the corner. <laughs> I wonder if they were whispering. Do you think they were whispering to dispatch like they could be heard? <laughs> Well, well, my thing would be is why would they, the first thing they would think of is to call the police. I would, hmm. as being a okay. parent and seeing another a kid standing on the, on the corner, if I saw ice cold beer and I saw a kid, <laughs> I would go up to him and say, are you selling beer? And right. then I would have seen the little tiny root and got it and probably laughed and, and yeah. you know, bought a, bought a root beer. Right, right. <laughs> That's why I wonder what the the calls to the police dispatch sounded like, and uh, and uh, hats off to the police officers that went, and uh, like I said, they weren't going to investigate; they were just going to buy some root beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first it said a lemonade stand, and then it said root beer. 
was a twist on the classic lemonade stand. It was a twist. Oh. Classic lemonade stand. I got you. Okay. That's a good well, idea. the good thing is they didn't shut him down mm-hmm. and say, you know, you, you don't have a license or a vendor's permit. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, Did right. he uh, make the root beer himself? Like they, it doesn't say. They <laughs> only make the lemonade. Oh, he probably nah. poured it out of the out of the two liter. <laughs> I thought he had a cooler full of root beer. So no, he had, he, a, he, had, had a, he had pictures. Oh, pictures of root beer. Yeah. Okay. Pictures right. of cold root beer. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Why in the world would you just call the yeah. police? What what makes you just call the police? People and, driving by and just kept driving, and then they called. Well, then. Okay, then you really didn't care. If you just drove on and kept going, you really didn't care. You wanted to see it on the news. That they arrest a little kid and a bear. <laughs> I mean, again, I think the police officers did uh, had the most fun with it and showed support. But uh, come on, people. Uh, you know, uh, it quit being such a tattletale. Go, go look for yourself, right? <laughs> Adrian, would you go? Yeah. Don't you have some neighbors that are selling stuff across the street from you? <laughs> Oh, you don't want to talk about it. Okay, my bad. You don't want to talk about that. Let's <laughs> yeah. Skip over that. <laughs> yeah, but again, that's a that's a that's a neat story. Thank you, police officer. What was that? Bremen, Brementon, or somewhere? Bring bring them city, Utah. Okay, that's their police department. Hats off to those guys for showing support, and also for the dispatchers for not taking it too serious. And uh, for you citizens, there, come on, have some fun, support the kid. Adrian, thank you for that story. That's a, that's a shout out to the police department. Well done, Jeremy. What else you got? Come on. No, no. Wait, you don't have anything right now, do you? No, no? not right now. Not right now. Maybe okay. Next time. All right, folks. We do appreciate you listening in and uh, keep the emails coming in, and hopefully we helped you a little bit on the uh, Phoenix Police Department and their new policy. And uh, uh, hey, if not. I understand we're still struggling with it ourselves. Thanks for listening to Police Pod Talk. If you have any questions or suggestions or emails you want to hear us tackle some subjects, just give us a shout at uh, policepodtalk at gmail.com, and we'll see what we can do for you. Thanks again, and we'll catch you again next week. 